welcome to the Creating Us podcast, hosted by the Office of Leader and Culture Development. I'm Jason. And I'm Shelby. And we're excited to be with you as we continue our journey through the simple truths of leadership. All right, here we go. Shelby, how are you today? I'm doing really good. Actually, today's a pretty great day. <laughs> it really has. It's hot out. It is very hot. I think I was out there for a total of 30 seconds walking to my car and I probably got sunburned. So it's just when I came back just a little bit ago, it was 106. Um, it's it's hot, yes. but it is windy out. And so, okay. yeah, it's well, still hot. The wind, if when it's that hot, it is just miserable to be blown in the face with hot air, hot wind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Awesome. So, hey, what are we talking about today? Today is simple truth number 48. I can't believe that we're only a couple more away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but simple truth number 48 says building trust is a journey, not a destination. And this kicks off the final section of the book. And the next couple simple truths are going to focus heavily on restoring broken trust. This is a complex topic. We talk about trust quite a bit. The question of how do I fix trust when it's been broken is not an easy one. Mm -hmm. It would be easy for us to say it depends. Right. But that's what makes it so complex. What was the situation? What was broken? Was it personal? Was mm -hmm. it professional? All of these things add to the complexity of repairing broken trust. Right. So, you know, I think about it like, because trust is a foundation of so many different um, leadership styles and leadership uh, topics, you know? And so whenever you first meet someone, you, you do start off with a certain level of trust and then it can either build or break. And so I really think, um, having that, that trust broken can make it really difficult sometimes to continue working. But I do think it's completely possible to rebuild that trust. And then your trust is even stronger. But don't you think in order to rebuild it, um, you have to be willing? Definitely. I definitely think, and it's willingness from both sides. So if there's a willingness from me, even though you broke my trust, but there's not a willingness from you, mm -hmm. then yeah, what? I, if I don't want to do something about it, even though I broke your trust, then I don't think that trust will be mended. Okay. So then where does, and because this is a, this is an area that I think we get a lot of question on, where does forgiveness come into play with this? Well, I mean, I think the person that the trust was, like the person that had their trust broken by the other person has to reach out, not reach out, I guess that's the wrong way, but they have to, in their heart, have forgiveness for the other person. It's and whether that trust gets uh, mended from the other person, um, you know, having forgiveness and then maybe moving on to, I don't know, one day have trust again? Um, I don't know. So what, do you what you're saying then is that forgiveness is really a reflection of self. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's the individual, you know, yeah. I can, if I were to do something to break your trust, Shelby, I yeah. could not say to you, Hey, you need to forgive me. Yeah. It's not your position to have be like, Hey, you forgive me. Right. You know, yeah, that wouldn't, that right there only lessens the impact. Yeah. Right. I mean, don't yeah. you think? Yeah. But I, I also think you can forgive someone and not forget what they did. Well, and, and okay. So great points. I don't think, you know, when we talk about forgiveness, I don't have the intention of ever saying forgive and forget. Yeah. You can remember, but yeah. forgiveness is that ability to say what's done is done. I'm going to move forward. I'm not going to forget it because yeah. that's going to influence how we develop and how we repair that relationship. So I don't think we're talking about forgetting, mm-hmm. but in order for us to move forward, we have to be able to forgive at some level. Yeah. I And I, I'm with you right there because I think forgiveness, going back to what you said about it being yourself, forgiveness is the ability to free yourself and your mind up from the negative that happened. I love the way you phrase that. It's the ability for you to free up your mind from that. Yeah, because the reality is, and and we'll talk about this like with conflict. You know, if you were to a great question, and I'm blanking. It's it's one of our simple truths, but I just thought of this, and so I don't, um, I don't recall which one it is. But man, I wish I did. And it was that question of, you know, how many of you can think about somebody who, um maybe has been aggravating or upsetting to you. Okay. So most of us can, right? Most of us have had that. Well, now how frequently do you think that that person is thinking about you? And the reality is they're not right. Right. We tend to put this on. um, We tend to let it run. And I'm looking through these pages, hoping that I fall on it, (laughs) but um, we tend to, make it worse than it needs to be, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. But I could be wrong. Well, I was sitting here trying to help you out, but I'm not sure which one it is. <laughs> I'm not finding it, but I know it's in here. I know we've talked about it and that's okay. And, you know, I'm sure if if Randy's listening to this, uh, Mr. Connolly, he's probably going, oh my gosh, Jason, it's simple truth, truth number, number, whatever, right? <laughs> And so he'll have to tell me later if I'm totally butchering this, but let's get back on topic here. The reality is we can be anchored by our own thoughts, right? And so when we're thinking about restoring broken trust, I want to do a quick reminder of what it takes and what we can do to effectively build trust. And I want to bring up Randy Connolly's ABCD model. Now that should sound familiar because we covered it in simple truth number 28, which is building trust is a skill that can be learned and developed. So those four competencies, really the four elements of building trust. First is able. You have a competency around the work that you're doing, a competency around the building of the relationship. You're believable. You're acting with integrity. You're consistent. You're connected. You show care and concern for others you want to be able to build those effective relationships, right? There's a desire, there's an interest in that. And then you want to be dependable where you're going to honor your commitments. So that's the ABCD model. I'll give it to you one more time. Able, believable, connected, and dependable. 
So if we use that, now we move forward to say, okay, we've accomplished that. Maybe somebody has violated our trust. Why does it matter then that we're looking at trust as a journey and not a destination? What do you think? Well, I think when you have trust, it's not like you'll always have trust in a certain relationship. Um, so it's the journey because you could break trust and not even, you, you may not mean to, but still it can happen. I mean, you think about any sort of relationship, you might have a bad day and then you say something and that breaks some trust. And then you're on this downhill. And then the next day you mend that trust and then you're on the uphill and you can have, um, you know, just little nuggets of, of trust or times that it's not, you're not trusting. So it's all about having this journey of, um, sometimes trusting, sometimes maybe not trusting. So it's not always guaranteed that you have that trust, even though it has already been established before. I, I like what you said there. There's no guarantee that you have that trust. I think that's an important point, right? We should never rest on the idea that, well, people trust me, so I have their trust. It is yeah. an ongoing journey. And I really like what Randy Conley and Ken Blanchard put um, on page 125, where they say, like any journey in life, there will be days where the travel is smooth and easy and times when the road is rough and bumpy. We will inevitably do something to erode trust. And when that happens, it's good to have a process to follow to rebuild it. And we're going to talk about that process here in just a minute. But right back to your point, a mistake that leaders at times can make is they will build trust and say, oh, I've got it. So now I'm going to move on. Mm -hmm. Well, if, if we hear that, then what they're saying essentially is that they're looking at trust as a destination. It's like checking a box. But yet the reality we that we know is workplace relationships, relationships in general, they're dynamic, they're flowing, they're constantly changing. And so trust is something that we have to keep in the forefront of our mind, regardless, even if things are smooth or they are going well, because when it goes rough, the investment that we've made when it's positive is going to pay off and help us to be able to restore it when we make that mistake. Yeah. Um, I have a question, Jason. Um, when something has been, when trust has been broken, does that mean that all of your trust in that person is broken? You know, I think it depends. And I'm going to expand on that because again, the depends is an easy answer. Mm -hmm. What was the context? Mm -hmm. I bring up and I've, I've talked about her so many times, but Rachel Botsman mm -hmm. has a great book out on trust, has a great TED talk out there. And again, she talks about the ability to be intentional with what it is we're trusting people with. So if I delegate a project to you, I'm trusting you with the successful completion of that project. If it doesn't happen, that's going to impact the trust, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm not trusting you with my deepest, darkest secrets. I'm not trusting you with all these other elements. So what we're getting at is what is it that we're trusting them with? Mm -hmm. um, I, I think there are some, I think we can have violations of trust that don't take us back down to zero. If we were to put it on a zero to a hundred scale, I think that um, we could not be successful if every time something happened, it took us all the way back to zero. 
Yeah. And, and I don't want to make an excuse, but I do want to look at the wording that is in our lesson. Inevitably, we're mm-hmm. going to erode trust. We're going to do something sometime that's going to erode it. And if we know that, then we have to determine how much value we place on that. Yeah. Um, I would make the case of this. If we were to look at trust on a scale of one to 100, and let's say your trust with me, Shelby, was at a 65 out of 100, okay? Mm-hmm. And you did something that violated my trust. If I come and talk to you about it, if I come and talk to you and say, you know, we need to fix this, this needs to be better, I would make the case that that is me saying, I still have trust in you. Definitely. I don't think, I think if you completely lost it, you would never even go to that person that violated your trust. I, I, and Hey, I, we may be way off here. Yeah, we might be, but I would just have to believe that for teams to be successful, there needs to be an element of grace that's present. Mm. Yeah. Again, I think it's important to call out. We're not saying you have to like the people you're working with. Sure, they may do something that says, all right, personal matters, uh uh-uh, off limits. But we expect people at work to be respectful and professional. And so at a minimum, we have to be able to keep that standard. And Mm -hmm. if that's violated, you know, then call Randy. Yeah, I don't don't know. (laughs) I I do. This did make me think about... um, Brene Brown explaining trust um, in the jar of marbles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how every time that you have like a great trust, something, you know, another marble's added. But then sometimes if it's broken, then it can get the marbles out of your jar. So she has a TED talk about that. <laughs> yeah, and it's a great talk. It really is. And and her acronym braving. Yeah. Um, I love what she does with the work of Charles Feltman um, mm-hmm. and how they define trust and how they look at it. Just yeah. some tremendous content out there. But let's talk about, let's let's build on this and let's actually give some answers here. And I want to use our simple truth. So yes. if we are in a position, when we are in mm-hmm. a position where we have eroded trust, we have broken trust, what do we do? What can we do? And there are three key things that we're given. The first one is to acknowledge it. The first step in restoring trust is to acknowledge there is a problem, identify the cause of the low trust, and what behaviors you need to change. So this is that ownership piece, Mm -hmm. that willing to say, listen, I messed up. This is where I was wrong. I'm sorry about that. Here's what we'll do to do differently. Yeah. The second part of that is to apologize. Take ownership of your role, right? So I kind of jumped ahead there. Take ownership of your role in eroding trust and express remorse for the harm it has caused. I would also argue that many times I think individuals erode trust and they don't have the intent. Mm-hmm. And I know intent is a highly debated word, right? But right. at the same time, apologizing goes miles. You know, we've yeah. seen this over and over and over. If they would would have just said they were sorry, they would have owned it. They would have accepted it. Yeah. They'd have gotten over it. But the fact that they wouldn't apologize, the fact that they wouldn't own it, Mm -hmm. what does that say about the person? And then the third one is to act. Commit to not repeating the behavior and act in a more trustworthy way in the future. But the bottom line is it's going to take time to rebuild trust. 
you got to look at it. We got to put ourselves in each other's shoes. If somebody violates my trust, it's going to take some time for them to rebuild it. So it's fair. I would argue it's fair if somebody says it's going to take some time to rebuild trust. If I'm going to do that, then it's fair for them to do it. And we ha- we can't get mad or upset or annoyed at someone if they say, oh, it's going to take some time for me to get over this. You yeah, do the let same. Them, let them have that. I, I mean, what's the harm in letting them have that? Mm-hmm. I, yes, there are work contexts. There are so many contexts here, right? Where that, right. what yeah. I just said could be like, no, you're mm-hmm. wrong. But <laughs> There are times where it's like, hey, suck it up, buttercup. We got to move on, right? Yeah. But that doesn't mean we've repaired trust. That right. just means and we've got to overcome it and get it done. Yeah. And I think sometimes the other person may need to see consistency of not repeating that action. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, and there's the value of time. Mm-hmm. There's the value of time. You know, we can't go into this expecting that, all right, if I violate somebody's trust, I'm going to go, I'm going to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to apologize for it. And that's enough. Yeah. It takes time. We're not going to get, and we shouldn't expect that acceptance, right? And, and the getting over it within one day. Yeah. It's generally not how it works, right? Right. I, yeah, I completely agree with that. Okay. So this is a great start to this last final section on restoring broken trust. So we've covered a lot of ground today, Shelby. How would you summarize it? What are your final thoughts? So my final thoughts, um, restoring trust is is hard and it can be really difficult. And um, so, you know, like the simple truth said, building trust is a journey, not a destination. But if you would like to know more about how to restore trust, um, there is a great book. Um, by Ken Blanchard and uh, Margaret McBride called The Fourth Secret of the One Minute Manager. So I recommend that you open that book up and uh, give it a shot if you want to know more about restoring trust. Wonderful. And I'll end with this. Remember our three steps to restoring trust. Acknowledge, apologize, and most importantly, act. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Creating Us podcast. If you have any comments or questions, please let us know at jason.weber at ttu.edu. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Shelby. Take care.